Good evening and welcome to tonight's live show. We have no idea what this is going to sound or look like. As you can see, I have a slightly different setup than I normally have. There might be lags. The sound might be terrible. This is just a prop. I am actually using a lavalier microphone. We're just, this is just a, a staging prop. I'm checking right now. Let's just check the internet real quick before we before we jump into it. Let's see how good or bad this looks. There's no way to tell until we take a look. <clears throat> um, some pretty great Super Bowl commercials. I, I was I was watching. I was seeing. That was nice. Um, saw that Batman made me giddy. Seeing Michael Keaton as Batman, that was that was terrific. Right, so this looks to be in working order. Let's see here. Let's take a listen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's rock it. Let's rock it. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go for it. We're gonna go for it. That's 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 what's up. That's what's up. So welcome to tonight's show. This is sort of a test. I don't have my computer rig. My rig is in the shop. My entire system is in the shop. I had a, I had a uh, show, a really, really big show planned. I had to postpone it, and I was very upset about it, but there was nothing I can do. I want to, you know, have shows of a certain, well, you know, if it's going to be a, a, a really big show, uh, I can't. I can't take any risks. Can't take any risks with that sort of thing. So I decided to reschedule it, and this is sort of a test to see if I can continue to go live like this. And uh, hi, hi, BBB. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I can kind of see everybody's comments, but I can't really comment. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't. Let's go for it. Let's just do it. Let's do it. So I don't have a prompter because I don't have a prompter because of this silly situation. So we're just going to have to do the reading from the phone. And the, the, the topic in question is one we have covered here extensively on the channel. Therefore, with, uh, with an update to the situation, I figured, oh, let's take another bite of the apple. Um, what's going on, Angus? I see Angus. I see riot stickers again. I'm not going to, let's see what happens when I show it on the stream. I feel like the whole system is going to freeze up and it's going to be, ah, it's not so bad. There's Riot at Angus and BB says we have good hands. Yeah, right. I guess this is going to work kind of. Um, topic tonight though is why, uh, we have a question. Why couldn't Malcolm McLaren get Glenn Matlock back in the pistols? little bit of history. Oh, Rue Morg. How are you, sir? I feel like we haven't seen Rue Morg here in a while. Good to have him in in uh, in house tonight. Yeah, you know what, guys? I can't flash the comments here. You don't understand. If you could see my whole rig, it's like it's like being held together with bubble gum. I have this is a cell phone, this is a tablet, and I've like sort of duct taped them together to sort of work. I have my my confidence monitor doesn't work because it's mirroring the screen. It's a mess. Well, you don't need to know any of this. Why am I telling you? How does the sound? Can someone tell me if the sound is acceptable? In any case, so a little bit of history. 
when we've just dissected the pistols in their career in the past, we've always sort of looked at things and like there's like this dividing line. It's the pistols before the Bill Grundy show, and it's the pistols after the Bill Grundy show. Now, one might think, hey, that the the real dividing line between the pistols is when Sid Vicious joined the band and Glenn Glenn Matlock was was sacked. It's always he's always famously sacked. Um, and I would argue that that is not the case. I don't think that that's that's really accurate. I think the better description is, and I've heard these guys talk about it in writing and books and things, is that they were a real working band trying to, you know, be musicians and put out music for the year of 1976. And by 1977, after the Grundy show, they blew up, they became this international, they helped punk break out into the international world and it you know punk became this household name this household thing that it wasn't quite before so they were like it was it became a sensation and mclaren malcolm mclaren the 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 uh manager who also had managed briefly the new york dolls during their very famous <laughs> red, red uh red leather uh stint down in florida Funny how he did the same thing to the Pistols, too. He just sends them to the South, and then the band breaks up. This, the, the, the dolls broke up, kind of, or dissolved down in the South of America, you know, the, the Southern states, and the same thing happened to the Pistols. Um, and McLaren kind of could, you know, at least partially be at fault in both of those areas. He didn't even go with the Pistols when they did that, 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 uh, that ill-fated... Uh, Southern State Tour. Point being is that McLaren, this is just a brief overview before we get into the meat of what this has to say. McLaren was, um, yes, yes, I know, uh, Sharpie, I know I look far away. It's because I'm using a cell phone for my camera. I'm trying to improve the camera quality here, and it gives me better picture, but it's the ultra-wide lens. So... McLaren, like, you know, he saw that he had a media circus and he didn't let the band, the band wasn't able to go back to being a musical band. They stayed as the media circus that they were being portrayed in by, of course, the media and the public and all the rest. And it wasn't, it wasn't good. That is the thing that ultimately destroyed the band. And part of that too was losing the musicianship that Glenn Matlock brought to the band, seeing as how Glenn Matlock was really the sort of musical engine behind the Sex Pistols, you know? Um, and then to lose that, to replace, it's funny how in a very similar way, the Misfits did the same thing. They got rid of Bobby Steele and they brought in Doyle and they devolved as a result. They, they lost musicianship. Maybe they gained brutality. Maybe they gained an image. Maybe they gained what they were ultimately looking for, but they lost, they sacrificed, they sacrificed so much musically when they made that switch. Gone were all of the wonderful things that Bobby Steele was able to do with his guitar and replaced with, you know, a, you know, hulking, brooding, you know, sort of, you know, in, insane, sloppy rhythm player. And that's what Doyle is, right? Or at least that's what Doyle was at that time. Um. And in the case of, of, of Sid Vicious, you have, in the case of Sid Vicious, you have a, a guy who is 
you know, again, he's he's perfect for the media circus. He's super sensational. He's he's crazy. He's going to do crazy things that are going to land more press. But where does that get them as a band? It doesn't get them anywhere. Uh, yeah, the emo dad agrees. It was not uh, replacing a musician with someone who had the look was not the best idea. No, it wasn't. Now, now I will say there has some footage has surfaced of, of Sid Vicious. Who, by the way, had Glenn Matlock in his backing band after the Pistols broke up. They did a one-off together. Um, you know, uh, Vicious could have fronted his own band. He could have been some sort of, you know, like punk singer. And he could have fronted a band, you know, especially if he had cleaned up a little bit. And uh, there's some footage to sort of back that up of, of Sid, Sid's solo shows at Max's Kansas City. It's it's you know, serviced on YouTube. And it's very interesting to see Sid in that role. Again, all of this stuff is material we have covered on the channel. This is sort of like repeat information. This is also a test to make sure that this system will work for us in the future. I think I just froze. No, I didn't. Maybe there was a lag. Um, let's see what this article says. So this is from now. I'm a little annoyed because we had I had a I had a the, the original interview with Glenn Matlock. Glenn Matlock. Um, he did a lot of stuff after the pistols. He worked with a band called the rich kids who we're going to talk about. He worked with Iggy pop. He's worked with, uh, I believe he worked with the damned. He worked with Blondie. He worked with, um, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's done a bunch of stuff. Who else was he recently with Blondie? There was another one. I can't remember. Um, he played with the small faces, which is a band or the faces or the small faces, a band that he and Steve Jones, all those guys in the pistols looked up to the faces. Um, so, so Glenn's done quite all right for himself. And, uh, so, and he also did, you know, he did the reunion with the pistols as well. He did three reunions, four reunions. They were all very well received for the most part. Um, but he's done, he has a new solo album coming out. So he's doing interviews and he talks in this thing. This is a quote from that interview because we couldn't get the actual interview because there's a, a, a paywall behind the interview and it's one of those paywalls you can't get around. And so we're, we're going to the, the secondary because you know what happens with, with you'll, you'll have the primary piece of media, which is usually the exclusive. It's an interview that's that they break the story. Right. But then all the other outlets, much like myself, we're all vultures, right? You, you pick the crumbs and you sort of repurpose it into your own content. Usually it's just repeating information. It's not even like, there's no hot takes or observations. I at least try to put some observations to mind. In this case, this is ultimate. Hmm, what is this called? This is ultimateclassicrock.com. It's actually a pretty good one. Uh, I like this site. And the, the title is, uh, this is written by Martin Kelly, and it's called Why Malcolm McLaren Couldn't Get Glenn Matlock Back in the Sex Pistols. Why is it? And it's just, this was just published on the 28th of January, 2023. Glenn Matlock says the version of his split with the pistols seen in the TV miniseries Pistol was untrue. We did a very in-depth interview uh, review, sorry, review of the FX series by Danny Boyle called Pistol. Uh, go check that out on this channel. Again, we've done some, some a bunch of coverage on the pistols as we explore all things punk rock and whatnot. Um, and I remember, I'm trying to remember what my thoughts were about it at the time. I feel like uh, there were some things that I really liked and some things not so much. 
but they're claiming that they got this wrong. And you know, what's, what's, what's generally known is that Glenn Matlock was sacked allegedly by Malcolm McLaren and the band um, because he liked the Beatles and they did not, which is, you know, it's kind of hogwash. It's not true. At least that's what Glenn is claiming here. In fact, he says he refused a request from Malcolm McLaren to rejoin soon after he, he had been fired. So not only is, is Glenn Matlock claiming that um, the way that he was sacked in as depicted in Pistol, and I'm trying to remember, there's like a scene there in like a, a pub bathroom and, you know, Johnny Rotten and is scheming to get to get Glenn out of the band because they never fived well. And that's famous. That's a fa that's famously known. There's a big rift between them. They don't get along. Or there's generally there's some form of bad blood between them. It dates all the way to the beginnings of being a band. And, um, you know, it's been blamed on a bunch of different things, but they don't get along. And Johnny Rotten turning to Malcolm McLaren being like, let's get Sid Vicious in here. Sid Vicious was supposed to be in the band originally. Sid Vicious was supposed to sing instead of Johnny Rotten. They, they're both in a gang called the Johns and they got the wrong John who had walked into the, the shop that, that Vivian and, and Malcolm had, had ran, run, ran. Um, but apparently Malcolm McLaren asked Glenn to come back. Now, in the past, we've talked, I think, specifically about how he was he was hired back briefly as like a session musician and was getting paid like by the hour or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly. But here's what he says right now. Credited as writing 10 of the 12 songs that I did not know. That was really interesting to learn. Um, I knew that he wrote the bulk, bulk of the material, but I guess he is known as and we talked about that previously. I guess he's written, but he's 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 got writing credits on 10 out of the 12 songs. Um, what's kind of interesting is, and again, we, we did a whole thing about like, you know, did Glenn Matlock make out okay? And he surely did, because as a writer of 10 of those 12 songs that appear on that album, which went to number one on the charts, even though they didn't want to admit it gone number one on the charts. I mean, he did he did pretty okay for himself. Uh Credited as writer in 10 of the 12 tracks on Nevermind the Bullocks, Matlock said he hadn't been consulted in February 1977 when McLaren announced Sid Vicious as his replacement. The bassist says that he's highly disappointed with the account depicted on TV. And it's kind of like, I guess, I'm trying to remember what happens. They're in the bathroom. I feel like it was kind of like amicable or there was some sort of like, amicableness to him leaving like he was kind of like aware of the writing was on the wall and was like kind of like all right i'm out something like that i don't remember angus says this will load let's see you gotta be careful here oh here we go that's how we do it boom or or not there we go angus says i wrote something about pistol on instagram and matlock personally responded to me by basically dissing Pistol. Wow. Dude. All right, Angus, you've got to pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Angus has to find it and pull it up. Pull it up, Angus. Come on. We want to, we want to know what that was. Um, so, so he is, so I guess Matlock is, is not stoked on pistol, which is kind of funny because 
he got a nice he got a nice uh, couple million pounds payday for the usage of their songs in Pistol. So I don't know. I don't know. So here is the truth. According to Matlock in a recent interview, he says that EMI had told them they had been interested in signing him if he had left the Pistols. And I know I fault. I'm getting all this shit from Joan and Malcolm, Steve and Paul weren't backing me up. I had heard they tried out Sid on base, which annoyed me. And I only hung in there because I was getting my wages. So I left. Um, he continued, a week after that, Malcolm sent a telegram to NME saying I was sacked because I liked the Beatles. Two weeks after that, I'm in blue posts and Malcolm comes in and says, it's not working out with Sid. Can you come back? So I replied, the way you treating me, are you effing joking? So, you know, they, you know, they knew immediately, at least according to Mal uh, Glenn Matlock, they knew immediately that Sid Vicious was not going to work out. And mind you, they haven't recorded the, the, the Bullocks album yet. I mean, they probably realized, they probably straight up realized that it was just that, that he wasn't going to be able to track and or to play on that record. We got Dagger Love is in the house. Dagger, how are you? Uh, it's been a while. Hope you're well. All Dagger has to say on the subject of the pistols, this is very on brand for Dagger, who is, uh, you know, a huge, huge Misfits fan. Just, yeah, Glenn Danzig. <laughs> That's all Dagger has to say about that. Um, Alexander says that the Rich Kids was better than the pistols. You know, I've never actually listened to the Rich Kids, but, you know, if they had Glenn writing the songs, and he wrote was writing the songs for the Pistols, you would imagine it would be comparable. I'm sure that album is on Spotify. I have to check it out. I will I will give it a listen. I will give it a listen. Yeah, Rube Morg stoked about Dagger. Um, we have Sharpie Riot saying, no way. I sound more like Jonesy and Cook than Matt. Look, I know. Dude, it's hard. It's hard. I'm trying. Like I've heard, I can imagine Glenn Matlock's voice in my head, and I'm just trying to sound like him. The truth he says was that EMI had told him they had been interested in signing him if he left the Pistols. That's kind of like uh, Michael Caine. And I thought I'm getting all this shit from John and Malcolm. Steve and Paul weren't backing me up. I heard they tried out Sid on bass, which annoyed me. He kind of has like a like a posh London a, a, a thing going on that's different. Steve Jones is more meat, mashed potatoes, mashed mash potatoes. Um, <laughs> thank God for Chris Spedding that he was able to play all the guitar parts on Nevermind Bullocks. Are you saying that Steve Jones didn't play bass or guitar on Nevermind the Bullocks? I don't know. I don't know about that. Pretty sure Steve, Steve Jones did. That's okay. Ravner's saying that's Jonesy's accent, Shepherd's Bush. I tried my best. I, I tried my best. And if anybody is uh from the UK and I have insulted or offended them with my attempted accent, which I love doing, by the way, I, I really do. Um then I'm sorry. 
Angus says, I think it's on. Wait, Angus, we, we're rolling. We lost it. Angus said, I think it's on Twitter. I will look, but it might take a while to find it. You know what? Um, save it. Save it. Cause I'm, I'm going to wrap this up very soon. Anyway, I don't, don't, don't go, don't go uh, digging. Yeah. Dagger agrees with me. Dagger. I knew you would agree with me. That is BS about Chris, Chris sledding. Um, Alex says Glenn Matlock was in the pistols, rich kids. And Iggy. yeah, well that we know about the Iggy pop band too, for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure with Jones Jones was the one who, who, who played guitar and bass and Sid Vicious plays a single uh, a single track on of bass on the song Bodies. But that's it. That's all Sid was ever recorded, you know, in the studio with the Pistols, something like that. Nobody does the Cockney accent in London anymore. Um, is that what I was doing just now? Is that that was a? I thought that was the Shepherd's Bush accent. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The Mad Matster. What a great name, Mad Matster. It's nonsense. Spedding has different vibrato and feel than Jones. Plenty of bootlegs from 76 where Jones is on point. Did uh, Chris Spedding was the producer of Nevermind the Bullocks. Um, Angus has talked. Yeah, Angus has, has I mean, uh, Jones is well documented as being the the player on it was him and it was, you know, Paul Cook and it was uh, Johnny Rotten. And that's who it was. Matlock was the Steve Harris of Pistols. The Spunk demo is amazing. It is a great demo. I have heard that demo. Uh, I believe that's from that's from 76. It has to be from 76. Wow, I, this this system is terrible for trying to show comments. It just doesn't let me. So so Malcolm came back to him and was like, please come back. And I think he did. I think he did like session work for them. He did. And he's not talking about it here. Um, but you know, they treated him terribly and Sid wasn't working out and they knew they'd make the mistake. And I wonder if like McLaren after that was just like, okay, we're, this is a trash fire and there's no way to make it not a trash fire. Let's just go for it. And that is that. Um, Alexander says there are a lot of guitars on Bullocks. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe like maybe he like did one, maybe he did track like one track. I'm pretty sure that's Jones, man. Um looking back on the pistols collapse in 1978, he reflected. It reminded <laughs> now I can't do the accent at all. Period. Thanks a lot. Uh it remind <laughs> damn it. It reminded me of when John Edwissel won't set of the who. That if he was jumping around like Daltrey, Townsend, and Moon, the band would fall apart. There were, I can't do it now. Now I can't do the accent. There was a balance when I was in the Pistols. Sid Vicious wanted to be the lead guy, and the equilibrium went. That was, I mean, that, it was so far from that. He, he couldn't play. He, he really couldn't play. I think it's been, you know, that final show at Winterland. Like, you do hear his bass. Like, he is playing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, he, he couldn't play. Sharpie says that Bollocks holds up better. Uh, Bollocks holds up better than any punk album. Speaking of, of Sharpie, just because our system is down, 
and we're doing this really, really haphazard show doesn't mean that we aren't going to um, talk about riot stickers because that's what we do here on the show. Booyah! You like that? Riot stickers, man. Riot stickers. We have a special promotion we are doing with riot stickers because riot stickers is the official uh, sponsor of the From This Channel. Basically, what we're doing is if you go to the if you go to the description of this video, you will find the promotional code or sorry, the URL for riotstickers.com backslash from us where you can get uh, 79 for $79, you can get a thousand stickers. Sorry, I'm a little rusty, guys. It's been a while since I've done this. So for $79, you're gonna get a thousand stickers. That's seven cents per sticker with the UV coating to protect from the sun, printed on vinyl to protect from the water. These stickers are gonna last something like five years, man. That is like unlike any other uh, competitor out there. You're not gonna find a better deal. These are three inch by three inch stickers. And again, Seven cents a sticker. You can't go wrong with Riot stickers. You know why? Because Riot stickers are the bomb. Check out down in the description below for the link. It's the only place you're going to find it. You're not going to find a better deal. For $79, you get a 1,000 stickers. That's seven cents per sticker. UV coating, vinyl solution. Here's the video. Okay, we're back. Um, so, here we go. Dagger says, the producer of Nevermind said that Jones was one of the most tightest and accurate rhythm players when they recorded. Um, if the Pistols made their ride stickers, they, there would be a few left over. It's very possible. It's very, very possible. Um, so he would go on to do the the rich the, the rich kids, and you know he did you know Matlock was comfortable with taking part in the band's subsequent reunions starting in 1996. By then, we had grudging respect for each other, and there was a few Bob at stake too. So meaning, like you know most bands, you know we could think of a couple that have done this. You putting. Your your differences aside, you're putting your differences aside for the sake of everybody making a nice payday. And that's what the Pistols did a bunch of times. Um, he said, to play our music properly in front of a big crowd was great. And we were flying first class instead of crammed into a transit van. We didn't even have to get on the same flight. So they were able to, you know, comfortably distance themselves from each other in order to play 
the reunion. He accepted that he'd never escaped his connection with the punk icons, icons, saying, it reminds me of what Keith Richards said when a journalist asked him about the price of milk. I don't know, man. I've been a rock star all my life. I've been an ex-pistol all my life. No matter how much you try to do things, it is always there. Matlock releases his new album, Consequences Coming, on April 23rd. The lead single, Head on a Stick, can be heard below. So if you go on YouTube, you can hear the new single. I want to listen to The Rich Kids. I do remember reading in Steve Jones' biography, the, the Lonely Boy book, he does talk about, you know, kind of feeling a little betrayed by Glenn, despite kicking him out of the band, because Glenn had gone back to EMI and gotten this contract with the rich kids. And, you know, the flip side is Glenn saying, you know, they want, if I leave the pistols, they wanted me, they saw my talent and I and you know, but I was getting my wages. So when they started treating him poor and, you know, again, it's like you, 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 you kill the golden goose, you know, Glenn Matlock was the golden goose. It's funny how the pistols want to posture as being like, Oh yeah. You know, um, he liked the Beatles, but it's probably, you know, him liking the Beatles that gave him some of the sensibilities that he had to help them, you know, form some of the music that they made that was, you know, so has lasted as long as it has on some level, on some level. Um, so that's kind of funny. I, I think that's kind of ironic when you think about it. Angus says, I bought a Rich Kids CD in the UK in the 80s. It was hard to find in the States. I'm sure, I'm sure it is on, I'm sure that it is online. I'm sure it's on Spotify now or on YouTube or somewhere where you can legally stream music. We'll check it out. Um, you know, I have been thinking that I do want to sort of start a, a new series on the channel something that can be done quick and dirty. And what I'm thinking is it would actually be talking very specifically about albums that I really, really love as music recommend. I've been wanting to do music recommendation stuff for a while, but I was thinking maybe what it would be is like talking about a very specific piece of music, kind of like what with the Sam Hain listen along series, talking about a very specific music relationship to that album and um, things about the songs themselves. And I, there's like, I, there's so many albums I could do that for. And I don't know, it may not be everybody's cup of tea. Like if you're not into a band, maybe you won't appreciate it. They'll probably be very short, you know, maybe some of them could go on for an hour, but maybe some of them would only go on for 10 minutes. So it's a, it's a format that I'm trying to figure out for this channel in the future. Uh, I'm going to be doing more live shows like this until I get my system back up and running. They told me two weeks and that was last week. So I think we have one more week of this and then we should be in good working order. But as I said, unfortunately, a really, really big show that I had planned for the 19th has to be postponed until I have my machine because I'm certainly not going to try to host this person on my channel with a tablet and the cell phone like this. I just don't want to do it. It really does not interest me at all. So, you know, but the phone does give me a better picture than that crappy little webcam on the MacBook. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do is I'm going to connect this phone to the MacBook when it's when it's ready. And um, we're going to have better quality 
we will have a better quality video than we've ever had since we started doing this back in 2020. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, right, sticker. Sharpie says, the pistols needed Matlock, but Matlock needed the pistols. That's a perfect note to go out on. Uh, thank you for joining me uh, tonight. Just, you know, sort of wetting our beaks here. Just trying to get back into the swing of things. Uh, we're going to, we're going to just, we're just going to keep pushing along. Dagger says, Matlock didn't do enough drugs and was a mama's boy. That has been well documented. And you want to know, you know what's funny, though? Sid Vicious did a lot of drugs. Matlock didn't do any drugs. Matlock's here today and Sid Vicious is not. Straight up. Glenn would have been disappointed if you had him on the show and you used that the cell phone. Oh, Glenn would be furious. He'd be like, no cell phones. I don't want any cell phones. Get really mad. <laughs> Rue, good to see you, my friend, or ha have you in the comments. Uh, I'm always, I always feel better doing a show when I know Rue is there. And, you know, really the same for any of you who join me you know, show to show. It really is great to have you all. Um, yeah, Vicious was a mama's boy too, in a in a completely different way. If you knew the twisted relationship, if you knew the twisted relationship, that 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 is that is true. Okay, guys, I'm really I'm I'm peeling out of here now. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, we'll do it like that. That's what we'll do. We're gonna do it like this. We're gonna do it like that. Um, if you were not a member of the Patreon or YouTube member, please consider signing up. Thank you to everybody who is. You got some great content coming your way. Very, very. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that $1.38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. <laughs> the YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like 
a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates, that subscribes. That's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents. You know, I totally forgot to say peace and hair grease. We always say peace and hair grease. And I could not let, I could not let that stop me. I had to say peace and hair grease. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Okay, bye. I'm leaving. Bye. God damn this thing. What in the heck?